I'm just happy I'm live on location, bro. I've been waiting to be live on location since the show started. I've been watching everybody. Hey, listen, you know, we wanted I'm to like, wait. I'm like, maybe they got a plan. We want, we, <laughs> the plan was to wait till we could really get back in person and pull up with, you know what I'm saying? You were you, you one of the ones that we got real, you know what I'm saying, deep-rooted history with. So those need to be yeah. damn COVID, you know. We, we got to wait crazy. a little bit longer before we start getting it cracking. But go ahead. I'm bro. watching everybody. I watched Twan. I'm watching... I'm watching Nick Van Axel. I'm watching everybody. I said, okay, my time coming. I'm just going to be patient. I'm just, I'm just, don't fall, <laughs> hey, hey, don't hey. hit him. But let me ask you this. Have we represented our time frame the right way and brought the ones always. that you did that we always talk about and we always respect and love for the game? Always. It's so real, though. That's why I wanted to be on it. Like, it's so real. Like, that's why I'm a fan of the show. Like, forgive me being on it. I've been watching, like, every episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you I'm such a fan this, of it. You a purist. You take in everything. Everything. You got something to do about hoop, especially when it's real. I already know. Y'all already got me thinking who's the first person to bust my ass. I don't, I got the whole format of the show. <laughs> well, well, since you said it, like, uh, who's the first person to bust your ass? Hey, God. I ain't never told this story. It was Latrell Spreewood. I remember my first preseason Ooh. game was in the Spree. And at the time, you guys know at the garden, at the time, both teams were at opposite ends of the hallways, but you could see each other. Yeah. And I'll never forget, Spree came out when his, his group got together and he said, Okay, I'm reloaded. The Jay-Z uh, from the, the intro. And I'm like, oh man, that's Spree Well right there. You know what I mean? So I was already done from that moment on. So when I got <laughs> in the game, garden was over with. <laughs> so he's just doing straight hard right. Yeah, it was over. It was right. So wait, so wait, so wait. I know you. I know how you are with the history of this thing. I know how we both feel about MJ. Was this like John Starks and MJ in the hallway looking like we seen and come fly with me and all the movies yeah. we saw about MJ? I, it was just like it because cute. The first thing I'm thinking is we professionals. You know what I mean? You with your group, they with their group. But he screamed it loud enough so everybody could hear. And you he know, free at the time. They was just, we, we was all 2000 draft class. So 99, they just come out the finals. Yeah. Right? right. So the first thing he says, is, okay, I'm reloaded. I'm like, shit, man, what So when I got, when I was guarding him in the game, it was like, I, was, I didn't have a chance. And you know, he, he sized you up and then he gone. That first step, he's out. And I think right. he went by me and dunked or something. I feel like I was on an island, like all the way by myself. I already don't play defense like that. I really <laughs> felt like I was on an island. <laughs> I, I I was in Cleveland. Uh, I was running point. Paul Sides put me at point. It's LeBron, it's LeBron was on my team. It was me, LeBron, Ricky Davis, Booz, and Z. And I'm running point. So you know, as a point guard, I'm doing the the turn, dribble to the left, spin, dribble to the left, trying to set time. up the offense. So I'm yeah, casually man. doing it, and Spreewell ripped me. And after he ripped me, man, he put that bitch on his name. Always that bitch. I'm talking about like old school Golden State. Just yeah, yeah. On his name, I was so pissed. Yeah, now got mad. Y'all got me playing so a point. Pissed. I was playing a point. I was catching the go round. I was so pissed with Spree. Yeah, he pointed the finger somebody else. <laughs> yo, yo, yo! We coming to you live on location. Me and D Miles still here in Orlando, but today, man, we got something for you real special, man. This our 2000 draft classmate, man. He live on location. Hall of Famer, baby. This man is at the, uh, I don't know if he at the mall or at home. He looked like he was in the atrium out there in Seattle, but it's something real lavish, man. We got Jay Crossover. The sixth man himself. Six guy. You feel me? One of the best to ever do it, man. This our dog, our friend, and hey, everybody who know him know he'll still give you the business right now. He's still fielding and accepting and deciding what he's gonna do on a couple NBA calls, so he still got that work. 
Young Maul in the hey, field. Hey, hey, hey. Now, all the intro was cool, but now I know I made it. I'm on the knuckleheads, man. I'm straight now. I'm cool. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to you by Thigh Stop. The first time I seen you was in St. Louis at the Coca-Cola shootout. Yes. I got tickets to the game and I sit on the floor. And you know, they had all these people, and uh, I forgot who y'all playing, but y'all playing like number one team or something. I, I think y'all might be playing Oak Hill or something. Y'all playing somebody big. And when, when I seen you play, I think you had like 45 or 48 or something like that. But the way you played, and you always played like that ever since I seen you from day one. Right up. I just yeah. wanted to know it's already hard when you're playing organized ball and you come off the street doing whatever you want to do. But mm-hmm. your game was always built on a street game plus the organized ball. Like, you never shied away from not throwing it off the backboard, not going behind your back, not doing this. Where some people in our era consider that as flashy. Yeah. Or you doing too much or something like that. But one thing I love about you and your game, man, is just, man, you never shied away from that. You always been you, and you stayed that way from the day I seen you. Like yeah, so, I want you. Yeah. I want you to talk about that that Coke Cold shootout, though. I remember that game in St. Louis, and that was one of the amazing games where I just followed you since then. So, D, that was like our first tournament as a team where we got a chance to lead the state yeah. as a high school team. Not on the AAU stuff, but like oh. you know, you become one of those teams. Yeah. And like you know, people talking about you around the country. Now you get them big invites. Right. And so for me, I was like, I'm gonna put on the show. You know what I mean? Like. I, like you said, I never changed my style of play, but I also know the big moments. You got to give a little something extra. You know what I mean? And so for me, I was like, I'm going to put on a show. Unfortunately, we lost that game. Yeah. But I didn't know there was a young D Miles in the crowd. Yeah. You know, but you knew there was a big crowd there. You knew it was a Coca-Cola mm-hmm. tournament and they put it on and everything. And I just wanted to just, just let people around the country know my name because I wasn't really known like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like out here in Seattle on the West Coast and Northwest, they knew me, but past that, did nobody really know me. So for me, for my school, a young Nate Robinson's on that team, right? I'm trying to just put on for the city at the time. And and I never changed my game, bro. And you know how we came up. Like, it's different when I say we because us three were in the exact same Same draft class. So it's a whole different thing. It wasn't like you was three years ahead of me and Q was two years behind me. Like, we was all all together. together, You know what's crazy? I think you're the first person from our draft class that we didn't have on yet. Like that's crazy. That's an honor, bro. Because y'all were the way. I think you the first person person from our draft draft class. class, Like you know what I'm saying that we really didn't have on here. I'm sitting here thinking about that as you say that. That's crazy. I remember the draft. I remember the draft though. No, hold up, D. I remember pre-draft when y'all two walked to Chicago camp. Y'all were celebs, bro. Like. All the way. I'm in the, like, I'm going to camp just trying to make my name. Y'all walking in, like, I'm like, it's Q&D Miles. Like, y'all had the big boy chains, everything. I'm like, man, like, y'all, to me, to be honest, y'all two, King and DeMar were, like, the wave of our draft. Like, y'all four, like, pushed our class because everybody, y'all put a light on this. I'll never forget, D, when you was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, you and Ticket. Yeah, man. Suit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. y'all two with Jordan, like, y'all was the wave. Like, y'all don't understand how, like, how dope y'all are and how like I want to give y'all y'all roses and flowers too bro like y'all I know y'all interviewing and doing your thing but man 
Like y'all was the wave. Y'all, even though we all the same age, we looked up to y'all. Y'all pushed it. So yeah. yeah. Nah, yeah, I appreciate that, bro. I, like I said, For I remember sure. the draft, man, and we was all at the draft, and I remember, man, you you got the jewelry. <laughs> that boy came back so hey, icy. Hey, so hey, so hey. I earrings bigger than a motherfucker. Damn. Damn. I said, hey, got that check. And me and Q was <laughs> we was foaming at the mouth because we was like, damn, my agent told us don't buy no jewelry. <laughs> hey, my agent said, go ahead, do your thing. You know us. We coming from like some real street shit. So like even our style of play was really from the neighborhood. Like yeah. it's some good stuff that came. And at the time, it was M1. It was all that. Man, like, I need earrings like Allen Iverson, man. I need the right. earrings like Allen Iverson. Like, hey, <laughs> I wanted to continue his legacy. Like yeah. I, I literally, I tweeted this last night, bro. I had 35 pictures of Allen Iverson on my wall. So That's Q, when you crazy. told that story about going to Zoe Summer Groove and, and D-Miles all messed up and you was hanging with AI, like that was bro. our hero. Yeah, you know I'd say listen, that was like, yeah. When I say the draft, I mean Zoe Summer Group was like probably like 10 days, 10, 12 days after the draft, and we went down there the week before and we with Zoe. Like, bro, yeah. we so like we stayed at his crib for like five days, bro. Like this man got the sprite machine with him on the cover. We just hitting it, getting free That's like, scared, everything, everything, huh? I can't believe we just getting free pop. We don't even want to drink, we just boom boom. Can't listen to <laughs> just, a just see it come out, right? Bro, and then it was like we get to that, and it was legit like. That was like an all-star game. Name somebody. Right. Stephon Marbury, uh, Twan yeah. Walker, uh, James coming out the dunk contest, AI, uh, T-Mac, yeah. Patrick Ewing, Gary Payton, Zoe. It was like, it was a who's who. It was a, it was a legit Larry Hughes. It was a legit all-star game. Then the first night, you know, Larry was my OG, my big bro. Like, he pulled us out. Like, we about to go out. We going out. And then AI come down. So I'm like, oh, my God. He was He was like the leader of our generation. He made it okay to be yourself. He made it okay Thanks. to get tats. He made it okay to wear jerseys, to wear jewelry, and just be yourself. Like, yeah. you ain't trying to be nothing you're not, but he made it okay to do that. He gave us confidence. So he was like the leader. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He took, and so, he, took, he took all the bullets for everything you see now. Yeah. 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 And he, and he allowed us to continue to, to do what we want to do and have confidence and know it would be all right. So he was the one. And then, like, y'all, y'all too, especially, bro, I'm telling y'all, y'all was like the Zions and the Mellows of, of your day. I wasn't even in that class. I'm looking at y'all like, man, they the way, bro. Like, they, y'all was going to high school game. Look what y'all was doing. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Putting the city on. Like, man, y'all, y'all should be celebrated, bro. Like, for real. Like, I, I lived it in real time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I remember all those stories. I remember all oh, that. Yeah, nah, we appreciate the love now. You you was part of the culture that brought the headband back too, though. We was yeah. all right there together. Yeah, we was all JT, right there, JT, JT, Terry was a big part of it. You. Yeah. Yep. Everybody wasn't doing it big like that. I want to ask you uh, this just to get back to the, like, the early days because you had it early. Who told you to play your game? Like, for you to play the way you play, like I say, coaches will take something from you. Some yeah. guys is scared to go behind their back. Some guys, right. damn, they'll be so scared of the coach, they scared to dribble between their legs. Right. Like, you always play so freely. And you always play like you was part of the culture, whether it was on the streets. Like, yours can translate off and on the court. Who installed that in you? Who put that, who instilled that in you? I'm sorry. <laughs> I would say my dad, from the standpoint that, you know, when you first see a person like that, you're like, oh, he's trying to be fancy. He's yeah. trying to be fancy. Because mm -hmm. my dad, once he kind of like, like, no, nah, that's who you are. You know what I mean? And I didn't I didn't come up like trained like a, a, a natural basketball player, play AU every year, play yeah. all these different things. 
I was in the playground. And yeah. you could see that when I played. Like, yeah. I was truly on the playground. I was in the backyard by myself. So, mm-hmm. for me, when I got to my high school team, because I didn't play until my junior year, and when I got to my high school team, my coach, he's a stickler. He probably yells more than any coach I ever had. He said, I'll let you do whatever you want on offense as long as you compete on defense. Mm-hmm. And so, when he said that, I was coming like, okay, I can I can do anything. He's like, anything. Man, one time, <laughs> I walked. I got the ball in open court, full court. I walked up backwards. Mm-hmm. Defense is there. I walked up backwards the whole way, like you talked about. I finally faced him at the three-point line. I touched the ground, threw it over my neck, shoot the ball, and then take off running before it went in. It went in, and he didn't say nothing. I'm like, oh, I could really do anything. <laughs> and so with that, he kind of cemented it. Right. And so from that point on, especially like college and when I was free agent and all that, I was I want to pick teams that would be like, OK, we're going to embrace him for what he brings to the table, because sometimes it's more than those two points. Sometimes it could be getting his team into it. It could be getting the fans into it. And that's worth more than that two points. Just like, you know, how some dudes don't want to take a half court shot to mess up the percentage. Yeah. If they make that shot, it's only three points. But if they make it, it's really worth more. Now, yeah. the fans that were sitting down is all up cheering. It's, it's like energy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, them young guys need to hear that, man, because sometimes, man, you get caught up so mentally. The Markel folks. I remember watching Markel yeah. folks in college. He was a dog. That's my dog. That's yeah, my I, I love Markel yeah, folks' yeah. game. He Like, I knew, yeah, he posed to go number one because he was yeah. killing. Killing. But then he get here in this league and this all these voices in your head, it fucks you up. Like, play your game like- and be you because that, that's why they came to get you in the first place. And the one thing I learned, y'all, is, and y'all know this, I learned, like, man, they're going to say whatever they want to say anyway. Anyway. You can do everything mm-hmm. right, you they're going to yeah. say something. So I said, man, fuck it. I wanted my whole life to be in the NBA. Yeah. I'm going to try all my shit. I'm going to do everything that I want to do. So when I leave, they're going to say, we liked them, we hated them, yeah. we loved them. Yeah. It's one of the three. That's all yeah. you can really say. So I'm mm-hmm. like, man, but either way, I did it my way. Yeah. And so That's I'm more proud about love- that than anything else. I love what, like you said, what you said about folks. That's how when he got down here, now he liked that. Yeah. yeah. And know that serious. now he, he back. He bought I me. Mean, I know he got hurt this year and all that, but like, trust me, he good. All yeah, that. I, when he, I, when see I see him, they were yeah, he, like, we like 6-0 before he got hurt. Then they went yeah. down. Yeah, he, was, like, he had it rolling. Yeah, I, I, I seen him. I told him, hey, I, I love your game, Like bro. a dub, too, yeah. killing. I know you're a big historian. I know you choosing Michigan to be a college, and you know we... Everybody <laughs> loved them five five. Yeah, so I just want to know how you felt when you seen that gold and blue and you see your name on that jersey and you finna get ready to play for Michigan bro. and add to that legacy of the five five. How was that? Bro, when I was in eighth grade, Michigan already had me. They didn't even know it. I wasn't even kidding, <laughs> but they had me already because the five five, yeah. I'm seeing the ball head, the, the baggy shorts, the Barclays, the, the black socks, and just they swagger. I'm like, yeah. man, we will never see five. High school seniors the next year go to national championship and then do it again in sophomores. Like, that's not happening. And so when I went and I got recruited by Michigan, I committed early. It wasn't no thought. It wasn't nothing. I went on one visit. They said, you can get Jalen Rose Locker. I was like, oh, that's it. It's done. I committed on the spot. Everybody was hot because I didn't even take no other visits. But they already had me. So when I put the Michigan jersey on, I'm like, man. Even shit like when I'm running on the track and we get disciplined, I'm like, man, Jalen ran running these tracks. See, whoever's running that, okay. okay right, well, right, yeah, that's right. just what it is. The Fab Five. I definitely can see you being okay, like that. Hey, you put on the show, throwing it, drop the backboard and all sorts oh. of stuff in there. Like, like, oh, like I say, first, like my... everywhere you went, you brought that style and you never changed up or switched up no matter what it is. And you had a lot of coaches in your day. 
Yeah. And a lot of coaches yeah, so, will try to change you. But yeah. Go ahead. And so that was one of my big homies was from Detroit. And so we had a plan. He was like, look, first game of the season, they don't really know you out here. So you got to like put it down so just the, the people around campus know you, you know, the, the students and everything. So I, boom, hit, I think I had hit the game with a shot first game. He's like, okay, now you're getting that buzz. Now I, it was the Big Ten ACC Challenge. So we're going to play Georgia Tech. He said, this is where the cable world kind of find out about you. Boom. Freshman of the game, 14, five points. I mean, five assists, five steals, five blocks. We win the game. He said, the next game we played Duke. He said, now this is where the, the whole, like, this is where everybody find out about you. It's national game. You know what? Saturday morning game. Mm-hmm. And I put on a show. I put on 27 and six. And Coach K came to me after the game. He was like, man, we didn't have nobody to guard you. He's like, you got so many moves. And Coach K was doing his little head, like, got so many moves. And so I had a plan that kind of went exactly how I wanted to do. I didn't know I was going to come out that year because that year the Big Ten was tough and I got in trouble. Well, they said I got in trouble. And I was so about I, to say. Yeah, so I had to miss half a year. Right. How many games you played total? That bro, I played been part 17 of games. Yeah. That's what I remember. Games. I remember yeah. you nah, played 17 busy, games. Bro. But I was getting fit. I'll let my team points, assists, steals, Man, you on Sports Center every time y'all play. I'm saying you every on Sports Center. Sure. It was always something freaky, though. Yeah. yeah, and it got crazy, bro. Because they said the year before, you could do your homework at a, at a game. Like, it wasn't popping at all. So when we came, we had a freshman group, LaBelle Blanchard. You remember all these names? You know yeah, what I mean? So yeah, yeah. he pushed our class to one of the top classes in the country because he was Gatorade Player of the Year. And so with that, man, we got rolling. We started out like 12 and 5, right? But it was a lot of big games we played well in. And then I had my own student section. I ain't never seen that before. Like, you know, they had a student section in colleges. Well, D-Miles, mm-hmm. you don't know. You don't know. But Q, you know they had the student section. I mean, they had the chair section <laughs> yeah, in colleges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had my own <laughs> student section besides that. You know what I mean? So – it just took off in the headband. They all wear headbands. And I'm like, man, this is, I'm at Michigan where I dreamed about going. They gave my own section, right? So I'm like, dang, like, and I was at school with Tom Brady and all of them. But at the time, like, we were just popular and we was doing right. well. And then from there, like you said, D, that's the thing I'm most proud about my career. I've had 20 coaches, 20. They all see you differently. Y'all know, oh, you're a point guard, you're a shooting guard, you're a starter, you're off the bench, mm-hmm. whatever. And I never lost myself. I never changed my game. I stayed true to myself the sure. whole time. And mm-hmm. with that, I think kids now have, have said, you know what? Number one, I ain't got to start. I can be impactful off the bench. It's all good. And number two, I can stay true to myself. And that will, I think the way I did it will outlive me. It'll, it'll last longer because I did it that way instead of fitting in a safe box. Okay, I do this down. Now I'm going to beat me. Yeah. I'm going to acquire a taste. If you like it, you don't, which is cool. But, but you got to understand this though. about that, though. Like, you kind of an anomaly, though. Like, it's not a lot of people that can come in the game like, forget about what when you walked in the league. I'm like, from day one, since you've been hooping, you've been bop, 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 and one mixtape, yeah. I'll break you down, bop you up. It's not a lot of dudes that could walk in from day one and then play as long as you did and at the end still be the dude. Like, look at Vince Carter. He came in as the high flyer, right? Like, yeah, he, he yeah. walks out, he Hall of Fame, he everything, and it's all respect right. to him. He didn't have nowhere near the same game that he had from day one. When you walked out the door, with the same game you walked in, like, like for real. No, think, it's not a lot of people that can say that. Like, I'm talking about the greatest as Kobe was. Kobe can't say that he walked out the door. I mean, obviously, he went out in a fashion that nobody ever could even think of. But, like, right. as far as, like, his game, he had developed the post game because he still wasn't. You walked out the same exact way. 
I'm about to ha 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 ha. I'm about yeah, to step back. I'm about way. to rap it. I'm about to. I got a move created out of me on the break when you behind the back, and then I like like you walked out the door with the same game. Like I don't even know if it's That's many people. Point. Period. That can say that. Like period. I didn't think about it like that. You're absolutely right, Q. And so like when you it, say you stuck to like who you were, like it's not a lot of people that can say, yeah, I did that through because they had to change. Not even because yeah. they didn't want to. Like me, I couldn't do nowhere near. What I was all doing, the, wind, all the went, windmill dunk she was doing, backwards windmills, catching yeah. lines, windmills. But I can't like year one through four was totally different. Year ten through thirteen, like you know, what I'm saying I couldn't right. do the same. If you asked me to, if I was given the opportunity to, I couldn't do the same stuff. Like you could, that's different. Yeah, that's God, bro. Like I, I honestly thank God that He gave me the body type in the game because if you think about it, and you guys know specifically when we first came in the league in two thousand. The worst shot you could take was off the dribble three. They like, man, you can get that shot with five seconds left. I saw like you tweet time, that. You were supposed to get the ball to your dominant wing scorer, Paul Pierce, Kobe, Iris, and T Mac, or throw it into Shaq, Tim Duncan, KG. Right? It's like that's how the game was. Right. So the worst shot you could take was off the dribble three. For me, I think why part of the reason I stayed the same was because my game was already kind of ahead of its time as far as that, like yeah. being able to skill, like okay. Boom, 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 get to your shot. Boom, 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 off the dribble three. Like, so the skills always translated. And it's funny now because you see people, the way they're playing, right? You see a guy take 18 threes in a game. That's crazy. And crazy. it's not even a star player, but that's where the game is at, right? Yeah. So Q, think about when you was three-point champion and stuff you was doing. Bro, you would have broke all kind of records if you were playing today. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's okay to do it. At that point, it was consequences. Yeah, you better do. make that three with, yeah. with, with 20 on the clock or you come out the game. Yep. And so with that, I said all that to say this. I think my skills were kind of ahead because mm. when they finally started allowing people to do that, well, I'm like, man, I've been doing this my whole life. I ain't got to adjust. Exactly. Bro, the 51-point game I scored, it was off the bench. Yeah, oh, and, I remember. And it, was, it wasn't nothing special. It was just how I played. You know what I mean? And, yeah. But that's where the game is today. So I think part of it's me. I think part of, I know a lot of this guy, and I think the other part is just where the game how it's evolved. You was the first to do the bounce behind the back, pick the dribble up, and go. Yeah. I just seen D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, yeah, the other day. How does it feel to see like the next generation? They watching you and emulating your moves. How you was emulating people moves before, when you was coming yeah. up? Like how is it's that? It's not even real, dude. It's not even real to be honest with you, because that move, bro, I made up when I was sixteen. I may have been on Doug Christie All-Star game. The, the program that's mine now used to be here. Yeah. And so I'm playing, I make the All-Star game. I'm playing against this guy who had locked me up a couple weeks before, got physical with me. Like, I, grown man playing overseas. Brian Parker's his name. Shout out Brian Parker. Straight up. And he locked me up. And I, and I make the All-Star game. We're on opposite ends. And I'm coming down. It's just me and him. But I'm coming full speed. And I do the move. And I actually did a little more to it because it is a remix to it. But I was like, saving it if I ever made an all-star game. I didn't make it. So now it's just, it's in my head. <laughs> it's bro. In like, head. It's just stuck there. I'm going to pass it to my son. Yeah. So I do the move and I go over here and he goes way over there. The crowd goes crazy. So I go back and ask my mom, like, mom, what I do? Because she was there. She's like, I don't know. Then I, I kind of broke it down. My head. I'm like, oh, I could do that anytime. But it's, it's crazy to see players now, like, do things like that. Because you don't know at the time that that move is going to outlive you. Yeah, like it's, mm -hmm. I was the only person on the video game that could do the move. Yeah. Like they allowed to do the move. Like that stuff's crazy, bro. Like you don't even think about that. So I never I seen us, it before until you did it. Yeah, I yeah, never no, seen it before. It yeah, that was God, bro. He said, "I'm gonna give you a gift with this one." But Straight up. it, I think all of us, like we all impacted culture. Yeah, and that's why 20 years later, you still got people doing this. 
That's yeah. why they're doing double behind the backs. That's why, they, you know what I mean? So yes. we tapped into the culture. And I think Real recognize that. Real always recognize Real. So I, I pay homage to all the young ones coming up, and I'm thankful for it. Who was that person? Who was them people that you was looking at and was like, man, I want to be like that. I want to dribble like that. Oh, I want to shoot like that. Or I want to dunk yeah, like that. I know. I know who what them you got to say. Hold on, Q. Let me, who, 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 am I, who am I gonna say? The number you wear, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, they, he's right. It was go ahead. I stole. So, bro, my favorite players ever is Magic, Michael, Isaiah, Kobe, Iverson, GP, T Mac, Grant Hill, Penny, them dogs, and Ticket. So dogs. I stole from all of them and Nick Van Axel. Yeah, I used to sneak in the game. So I saw how he was handling the ball. Even Timmy, shout out Chicago, Tim Hardaway, like when he was doing the UTEP. So I stole from all these dudes, mm. all of them. Every single one I stole from. Even Mark Price, I was stealing from how to split screens. Like yeah. I was, bro, I was going to sleep with my basketball. Like, so yeah. I studied this. You know, like, I studied nah, the game I, like I no know. other, bro. So yeah. I stole from everybody, and then I just made up my own game, yeah. right? And so watching Iverson left to right, that's how I started making up behind the back. Because you know, at the time, he was left to right in everybody. Yeah, left to right. People start catching on that he was left to right in people, not you know, not in the league, but on the street level. Like, oh, yeah, left to right is coming. You trying to do the Iverson. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, how am I going to do something different? Okay, let me start going behind my back. I'm like, for me, that's even better because I got long arms and the ball's behind me. So they can't get it, right? Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let me start. Okay, let me, okay, double behind the back then. Okay, double behind the back to a cross. Okay, double behind the back to a cross to another cross. Yeah. Or double behind the back to a cross, cross heads. So I just start playing the game and I start figuring it out. I'm like, okay, so these are going to be your set moves. And you, if you was a boxer, you'd be Floyd Mayweather because you just, I'll do something just to get somebody to react. And now I'm just countering off what they do. They got to give up something. You know what I mean? Like they have to give up something. So I'm just reading your body. Yeah. I may do something, see how you play, and then not do it again to the fourth quarter just to see how you're reacting to it. You understand that the way that you think and then what you're explaining right now is not normal in more ways than one, right? That's the combo. Like first, just the first, just, first, just to be able to think like that, the way you processing yeah. it is crazy. Serial killer type crazy. Then the fact <laughs> yeah. that you able to execute what you're saying and to do that many moves, and then to be able to say, "I know he got to give up something. I'm just about yeah. to wait. I'm gonna keep doving this or that until I get until you give up something. Until you give up something. Until you give up something. Yeah, it's crazy you say it like that because it's so natural. Like my whole pattern of thinking is like that. So yeah. I, it's so natural for me. I don't even look oh, at I've it. I've seen different. it. Yeah. I've like, seen it. This is a guy like Black. You're already hitting thing. your brain. Like When we played yeah. together in New York, like he would be the guy. He's coming to me a time or two in the layup line, right? We chilling, everything cool. You just the layup line, bro. And Maul would be like, Q. Man had a routine that he did with his rubber bands. And he picked the band. <laughs> he picked a rubber band from Anthony Ogoanaga. Shout out, and. Yeah, he, so got, he got the he little go. bag of rubber bands. He go to, I watch him. He got a whole deal that he do. If yeah. my man miss a step or don't do something, it's over. It's over. <laughs> it's like over. For real. You hear me? I'm talking it's about almost that. OC. Q, you know what's it crazy? Is, my man, wife said I'm, like, say I'm the same way right now. This, to this day, it's the same bro, way. I didn't watch this man. And I didn't watch them like, like, like Prime's that, bro. The game, the one of the best games I've ever seen, been a part of anything. When this man lost his entire mind in Madison Square Garden <laughs> against the against the Heat, bro, and it, and I didn't seen him do it a million times, like in the game, right? Like you know how it is, bro. You get the cooking and this, that, and third. Like I might start talking or whatever. <laughs> he for real is crazy, 
Maul get to cooking, and when he like, you know when he feel it, cause he ain't gonna say or do nothing. He gonna he gonna side eye you, gonna shoot you a quick look. That's it. <laughs> he gonna shoot you a look. That's That's it. I said, I said, oh, I said, uh oh, oh shit. I say, hey, I I remember being on the bench when it started, and he had to hit two, three in a row. I say, he hit another Malik Rose on, but I said he hit another one. He's starting to do that shit now. I said, he's about to happen. Said, that man hit one and he came down. I was yelling, that man shot me. I said, uh-oh. I said, uh-oh, it's happening. Q, I'm that man Q. made the most un- un- like consecutive made shots, like, contested. Man, Q, I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you why. Now, looking back, I'm going to tell you why you knew I was hot. There was one play. So, that game, bro, I missed my first four shots. I don't even know if you remember this. I do. Then I scored I score 42 straight points by the miss. Big. So, it's... <laughs> It's 16 <laughs> straight times down the court, and I haven't missed a shot. Bro, so they started the 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 they start counting it. They start putting it up to like 10, 11, like every time he made one. So That's from crazy. the end of the first quarter to the end of the third quarter, I didn't miss a shot. Dang. One of the plays Q's talking about, bro, Q gets an offensive rebound, I think. Somebody throws it to Q. Q is wide open. He looked over and said, here. He threw it like a bomb, like here. It's like a scoop bag. <laughs> He like he knew, you know what I mean, and that was the I've had fifty other times. But that was the hottest night of my life. Like I had fifty two, and I came out the game with seven minutes to go mm. on the hottest night. Dude, that could have been sixty five for real. Ooh, and it was easy. all on the floor, bro. Like and they, they were killing part. They put they sent everybody. They switched yeah. everybody. I can't remember everybody on that team, but they sent. I'm talking about D Wade, D Wright, uh, Twan, Twan. Like man, listen. Posey. Everybody, Everybody got part team. of that. It was like GP was on that team. Pose, like they, man, just, they just won a championship. They won a championship. Yeah, they just won a championship. Bro, I was but that stuff, that stuff don't happen, bro. That stuff do not happen without your teammates, without your coach. I'm telling you, like you, you you're making the shots and you gonna get a lot of the acclaim. But bro, they giving you the ball. They set screens because nah, they don't. You don't get that kind of points. for real. Everybody's a part of that. Everybody. Yeah, always, always. always. Yeah. I want to talk about the next generation after you. I know it was guys that, that's from Seattle that came before you. Yeah. But I'm talking about them guys that came. Matthew, the Martell Websters, the Isaiah Thomas, the Brandon Roy's, like yeah. the dogs, the Nate Daniels, man. Yeah. Nate Rob, you know what I'm saying? Like these guys that came after you and man, and all of them was boys. Like, like let's talk about just the next generation, especially B Roy, because I was in Portland when B Roy got there. And yeah. like this dude was that dude. I can't, I just, I wanted him to play so long because, like, when I seen him go against Kobe, he reminded me when D-Wade played Kobe. Yeah. Like, he he wasn't scared of the competition. He wanted to play and, and compete. And B-Roy was, oh, my God. I he tell people about him all the time. But, but them next generation, they all came after you. They all yeah. screaming your name of the one that they seen. If all, they didn't get a chance to see the Doug Christie's and, you know, Everybody right. else. So, quick story about B. Roy and Q. I tell you, the first time we played him, we go over the scout report. I'm like, he can go left, he can go right, he can post, he can handle, he can pass, he can rebound, he can do everything. And D. Lee and then was like, man, like you talking like he Jordan. I'm like, I'm just telling you, he ain't got no weaknesses. You got no weaknesses. I'm telling you, like he's serious. But um, Nate, Isaiah, Martell, Spencer, B. Terrence Williams, Will Conroy. Like, all these dudes, man, like... T-Will. T-Will. Shout out T-Will. Shout like, out T-Will. DeJounte mm. Murray, Kevin Porter, Zach Levine. Murray, yeah. Right? Zach Levine, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy because 
for me, it was Doug Christie. Like he was the one that took me and scooped me and took me under his wing. And if he was at the gym at seven o'clock, he said, you can come out, be out there at 630 waiting on me. I'm going to be, I don't want your, I don't want your phone number. I don't want no money from you. Just show me how to get it. Show me what being a pro is. He was the first person I seen with like a foam roll stick. This back mm. in, in, in 98, yeah. you know what I mean? like he, he's, he's doing ankle weight workouts. So I'm like, all right. So he did it for me and it, it paid off like crazy. So I'm like, I'm going to do it for the next generation. And I didn't want to just pick one guy. I wanted everybody. So there's an eighth grader right now who can text Zach Levine, text me, can text B-Roy, can text these guys, right? Yeah. So I never left. I always came home. So even though I was playing in Chicago, New York, wherever, it was like I was always Seattle, yeah. right? So Nate Rob is, is seeing, they all, like, we going at each other in the summer, steel sharp and steel. So we're yeah. going at each other. And they, mm-hmm. if they may get the best of me that day. So imagine the confidence. I'm in the league doing it. And they in college or high school, right. and they got the best of me. They're like, man, I can do it then. And you just had a whole generation, right? Yeah. And we were just all connected. We were all connected, and we competed against each other. And Seattle's had players long before, but once the AAU scene came on, it was like the rest of the country found out about it. And now you see one from your own turf, like right there, making yeah. it. it gives Same you a whole streets you talking about, and you yeah, grew up on, and they and they coming. All of them, they, they steady coming. They steady building. They steady building. Yeah, they still more coming. Yeah, they, still more coming. Oh, they, yeah. they gonna steady shoot out. Shout out to Isaiah Thomas getting that job with the Pelicans, man. Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy for him because I've been waiting Me for him too. to get his shot to show Me what he's he been doing. Because he been used to kill your favorite points, guys, at some point in time. Murder. <laughs> my man, my man, five nine, average almost thirty points. You know what's in the East. Straight Straight up. Up. Yeah. <laughs> Give him the business. Yes, hey, tell, tell me this though, like, what was it like for you? And it, it's it's crazy because we were all there together. But at the draft, let's. I want to go back to our draft. Yeah. How was that for you to walk across that stage and shake David Stern's hand and just have that moment? Like we we were actually some of the few interviews to get to go to the green room and be there yeah. and be a part of that. Like, how was that for you? Q, it was, it was unbelievable. You know, you hear all these things, all oh, this person's going here, this person's going there. As kids, we all trying to map out the draft, who's going where and this yeah. and that. And we all, you know, some got it right, some got it wrong. But like to be able to, cause just a year and a half ago, I was in high school. You know what I'm saying? And so to be able to, when I put my name in the draft, people was like, especially local papers. Right. It was like, oh, man, imagine walking in the gym. Everybody knows your name, your game. And now you're about to be playing in Istanbul or, you know, over in China because they just think I didn't think I was going to get drafted. Mm-hmm. So in a year and a half going from that to shaking David Stern's hand, it was like a movie. It really was like a movie. Like everything and was for you, like, it, it, I forgot that, too, because you was like because you left early, you were one of the few people that actually went to the Chicago Combine and, and turned it out. And I went and played that. and competed. And I remember like, that. Like, oh, they was like, he might be a second oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> he went there and was like, no, no, we're yeah. top 10 after that. Like, he left from Chicago camp. Like, no, no, he top 10. I mean, I we walked like, up in there. We walked up in there. I just told y'all, saw y'all walking in <laughs> yeah. like stars. I'm like, man, that's, bro, I'm in camp. And I'm looking. I'm like, damn, that's Q&D Miles right there. Like, damn. I'm looking at all of y'all. Like, I'm truly looking. Y'all two walked in camp one of the last days, bro. I'll never forget. Yeah. Q had on, I think, a Jordan outfit with a cutoff on. And I'm walking yeah. like, damn, they go Q and D miles, bro. Like, for real. Like, that was crazy to me. So I went from not being drafted. They're like, you crazy. Why are you putting your name in the draft? Yeah. To being a top 10 pick in three oh, days. Yeah. Yeah. Bro, I'm going to tell y'all something I don't think I've ever said. I came to Chicago camp late. I wasn't even going. Mm. And my college coach called me like, man, get down here now. He was like, get down here. You can turn this out. Come down here right now. Mm. I'm like, all right. So I missed the first day. 
Then I played, only played three games. At Moody Bible. But at the time, they said, at Moody Bible. At the time, they said I couldn't shoot. They was like, oh, he's an okay shooter. And so I was prepping for that the whole time. And at the time, they had to do 10 three-pointers. Bro, I make eight out of nine in my last one. I bank it from the corner. I don't know how you, you bank it from the corner. It right. went nine for 10. I said, oh, okay, well, man, this is just my day. So then we right. going through the testing, and my groin's kind of hurt. And at the time, uh, the Seattle Sonics trainer was running the whole testing program. And he knows, like, you know, I, I wouldn't jump like y'all, but I could dunk and jump. And so I wasn't jumping high. He was like, oh, Crawford's hurt. So they said, Crawford's hurt. He's done. So I played three games, bro. And I went from nothing to top 10 like that. Mm. Oh, I remember. It was like a media rising. Well, I remember. Yeah. So how uh, when you finally heard your name, though? When you heard your name and you heard well, this? Before the name, y'all know the cameras come around. Yeah. And so they said, with the eighth pick and the cameras come around, I'm like, and, said, <laughs> and I saw it. I'm like, oh, they made so many mistakes. I ain't work out for Cleveland. I ain't talk to them. Nothing. I'm like, what? They called me, bro, and I put my hat on, shook everybody's hand, sip, and, and, and did the slow walk up to, to David Stern, rest in peace. And then I'm doing a press conference talking about Cleveland, and they say, hey, you've been traded to Chicago. And I said, man, I always loved Chicago. You know, I, I thought I was going back. And I don't know if y'all remember the day of the, the draft. We, we know you eat and everything. I had it all Bulls gear. I had on a Bulls cut off, some Bulls shorts, some mm. jewelry, a, a black bandana, and some J's on. All Bulls gear. So it was it was fitting that I went there at night. That's uh, crazy. Like, then you get there and you there with Rookie of the Year. You know what I'm saying? You get there, Elton Brand is there. Elton Brand, yeah. You know, they're trying to move some things around and get some pop. How was that for you your first year? It was crazy because y'all, I looked at y'all, to be honest with you, I looked at y'all like us on the West. Because yeah. we was the two youngest teams in the league. Yeah. Y'all yeah. and us, right? Yeah. It was me at the time. It was me and uh, Elton and Ron Artest. Ron Artest, yeah. Right, right. And AJ Guyton, Cladella, me. We was, you yeah. know, we was young. AJ Arthur James. So, yeah, so he was, um, Elton was like the guy. Everybody knew it. Like 2010, put it in the book. Right. Mm-hmm. And so once we played through that year, and I'm still figuring out my way. I ain't really got no real bets to show me the way. Yeah. You know, and then... um. We trade Elton and we get Eddie and Tyson. Yeah, Tyson next year. And then then was my boy. I traded Elton to us. And we gave y'all Tyson. Yeah, for Tyson. Yeah, we got Tyson in in EC and it was my boys. And then we really was all tight, like tight, tight. You know, we all around the same age and and everything. I didn't play much my first year. So we all felt like rookies together. And it just took off, right? And and so it was dope to go through that looking back. Like them, all them experiences, being young, being green, not really knowing, trying to figure it out, having good games, having bad games, just the whole journey and the whole process. And so I love my time in Chicago. Like, cause I, I, I feel like I was really entrenched in Chicago too. Like I was on some street, like. Nah, listen, I, this, <laughs> that's, what real, I want, that's what I want to talk about though. Like, cause yeah. I can remember, do you remember the game at IIT? I want to say, I know it was me and you, was Paul on our team, P-Max? Me, you, Paul McPherson, and Corey McGetty. And 50. So look, yep. bro, look, look. This boy here, this the first time, like, I really didn't see him all, like, all right, going to N1, like, Rucker Park Street Ball mixtape mode, where this man that started dribbling down the court backwards, bro, under his legs, doing something with his legs, going backwards up the court. And when he get cross half court and the man act like he won't play with him, he about to ha-ha him the wrong way. <laughs> he ain't go on him. <laughs> like, bro, when I say... Like, like he said, he was really, he was really on the ground level. He was at hoops with us. He was in the, he was yep. playing at pro am it. He was, he was, he was in it. He was in it. Hey, and D, if you could have been there, bro. Like, put it this way, it's another thing I don't think I ever said. 
the, the IT that Q was talking about, D-Miles, D-Rose told me that that was the first time he ever seen a pro in person. Mm. I'm like, damn, you was a kid in the crowd. He's like, yeah, bro. Like, he's like, I, I loved you coming up. Like, you was one of the first pros I ever seen in person. I'm like, dang. That's what's but up. But we had to rock. Me, Q, 50, <laughs> Paul McC- We was putting on show. We didn't lose. Crazy, though. We never lost. I mean, we played Twan Walker. We played everybody. We put on shows. I remember... Remember hits from BET? I remember he's that one game. Hits from the street. Yeah, he was that one game. <laughs> you got all these dudes dunking. You got us shooting threes and just put it. And the crowd start going crazy. You had the young Will Bynum coming up, right? Yeah. Like just all them dudes, man. It just, those like, I like wish people don't really realize, like IT and hoops. Like I know at hoops, you know, TTG didn't allow cameras and stuff like that, but. Bro, the, the 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 wars and the battles that was waged inside those gyms. Oh man, man. it'd be like yeah, they said these walls could talk like boy, it's been some of the greatest hoop sessions ever. Bro, up hoop, bro. Q on the fuse the other day, we played when Jay-Z and Beyonce came to watch. Bro, they came to watch a pickup game with Michael Jordan. I'm like, this is crazy. Like, this is crazy. Ray Allen's in there, Penny's in there, everybody's in there. Y'all in there, like it was crazy. But they came to watch Michael Jordan at a pickup game. Straight I'm up. like, man, this is unbelievable. So at that in in those moments, and y'all know, like when all the coaches are gone, it's just man on man, pride for pride. We both do what we want. We're gonna see who's who and what's what. And so me it. playing with Jordan, it gave me the ultimate confidence. I got the best player ever saying, Man, you got game. You come yeah. on, you're gonna come hang with me. You on my yeah. team. Man, I'm like, what? And, all right, and that was it. That changed my whole life, my whole career. I'm that's like, how I this feel. Saying this, that's how he did us. That's Mike how he gonna did us. He's going to point you out and say, oh, no, nah, he on my team. No, nah, he played with me now. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm like, oh, I can't. I don't care what nobody said to me. No coach, no GM, no writer, no newspaper, no nothing. I got the best player ever saying you got game. That's well, it. True, true story. AD Mass, tell him, tell him. That's how we found out who Chris Paul was. Yeah. They had Chris Paul at camp. You know, it was all of them guys there, you know, Felton's and, and, and right. whoever, you know, all of these guys at the time, they were all there. And, you know, like after the first, it wasn't even a good first day. It was like, man, we get to picking the team. You know, we, we, there. MJ always going to put us on the team, whatever. So we, MJ, like, we got, you know, it's me, MJ, Black. And he was like, they were like, all right, you need one of the high school kids. He like, he chose Chris Paul for, I don't know why, whatever. He chose Chris Paul. That man played with us for the day. Each one of us left the gym, like, I don't know who this motherfucker is. Like, this little dude. <laughs> he cold. Like, I had never oh, seen God. nobody that young control the floor, the control ball, the yeah. game, and be able to set people up like that. He was still All in high us. school at this point. All of us got fed. D-Miles and MJ, fed. like, <laughs> we sitting there icing up after the game, like, hey. <laughs> like, hey, oh, boy, and I played with CP five years, bro, and he'll tell you, we go to each other's room. I go to his room most yet this week. We were in a room watching different games. Like, he loved hoop like that. Like, yeah. we can talk basketball anytime, anywhere, know the history of it. Oh, you see such and such do that move? Oh, you see that team, how they came back at the six-minute mark and did that play? Oh, you see that? You know what I mean? So, he's a basketball genius, bro. Yeah. And every team mm-hmm. he's went to, shout out CP, every team he's went to has gotten better. The yeah. Phoenix thing right now, I already knew what it was going to be. I didn't know it was going to be number two in the West. Yeah, and they you need to start be saying his name for MVP, man. I don't Absolutely. know why they not mention it, but they need to start even saying his, his name numbers, for MVP. He averaging like 17 and 9. Even his numbers don't justify everything he's bringing to that team in that organization. Yeah. 
Straight up. How you feel about, I feel like Devin Booker get disrespect. Like, you somebody who played Absolutely. on the same team with oh, this yeah. kid. And I feel like he's been an all-star for at least three years running. And Most he definitely. really kind of get, you know, I feel, I, I understand as a person who I guess you would say is part of the media. Now, I get it. Like, who you going to take off? They always ask that question. I get it. But, like, in my book, this has been my argument for him and Bradley Bill for a few years now. Like, I've never seen a person average 30 and he's not an all-star. Like, it just don't happen. In what like, league? Like he averaged thirty, bro. Like I'm, like I feel you. I know somebody's supposed to have a record. He's supposed to win, but like we gotta, we gotta define these terms, bro. Because I don't care. Like you and I both, all, all of us throughout high school and stuff. Like we didn't win it, made all tournament or whatever. Even if you don't win it, because I was putting up forty. Like you post man. This man, like they've been averaging thirties, bro. Like legit thirty balls. Like how yeah. they not? Uh, acknowledges one of the best. And, like, I'm talking about as far as awards and all of that stuff goes. Like, it's but crazy, you bro. somebody it, it, that's, like, averaging 19 or 20 on the best team when right. he's not he's not having a better year than this guy averaging 30, in my opinion. Period. We used to think All-Star Game was the best players, period, right? And, and the thing about it is crazy is his book is a winner. And I didn't know that till I got there with him. I'm like, mm -hmm. maybe he's just one and ones that put up numbers. And, nah, he cares. We play one-on-one -on -one every day practice mm -hmm. each other every day and he cared about winning like he's a historian too his yeah. dad shout out his pops melvin he played overseas with my guy will conroy and he just he's he's bred to win yeah. but he, you can't have him win if you ain't got pieces around him and that's like so what, what are you showing him so i knew when him and cp got together what it was because book is a dog mm -hmm. don't be fooled by the the curly hair none of that like, <laughs> book is a dog like a dog dog he wants it he wants to be great and he's chasing greatness and now People are starting to notice, but I think his peers, like we know his peers always knew. What year was that when you you felt like, man, I kind of, I figured it out a little bit. I know you was, you was yeah. journeyman and you've been to a couple team, couple coaches, whatever, but where was that that one year you was like, I, I kind of find where I'm comfortable that my, I'm sinking my feet in to, to yeah. get comfortable. It was the second half of my third year. So my first year, I didn't play much. My second year, I tear my ACL. All right. And they, at hoops. At, at hoops. hoops. And, and then everybody my... got banned from hoops. All the Bulls players got yeah. banned from hoops. Got banned after yeah. They had no mind. They, they didn't want me there anyway, close to Exactly. NBA, from the I beginning, really they didn't want that. you there. Yep, yep. Right. So, so uh, the third year, I'm coming. I'm like, okay, this is the year. Right? And now we draft Jay Williams. Shout out, Jay. And at the time, now I'm three years in. Now, I'm not a has-been, but I ain't really proved myself. I'm three years in. He's fresh off of coming off like a Reggie Bush. Yeah, college basketball for real, yeah. You know yeah. He number two pick, so of course he don't get the first crack. Would have been and number one time, if it wasn't for Yao. Yeah, exactly. And at the time, what really messed it up was our coach didn't want to play us together. He just figured we was kind of too small. So he's like, man, one's playing and one's not. One's going to be a starter, one's going to be a backup. We guys are split minutes, whether it's 30, 18, 24, 24, whatever it is. And so... With that, we went at it every day, and I never found no solid footing. And then the second half of that year, it was like, you know, we're going to play you guys together. It's one thing, season's over, y'all just play. And so, like, the last 20 games, I averaged 19 and 7. And I played with Jay. We played good together. And we was like, coming in the next year, we're going to play good right from the start. And then the motorcycle actually happened, right? And so that end of the third year, when I averaged 19 and 7, the last 20, 25 games, I was like, all right, I figured out the NBA game. I got it now. I got it, right? And that's when I was like, okay, next year, no matter what, you know, if things don't take off. In my last year in Chicago, I led the team in points and assists. We didn't win much, but 
at that point, I hit the ground running. So when I got to New York after that, I already knew what it was. So that end of the third year kind of solidified what I thought I knew. Tell me this. How how was it from, from your perspective? Because I know how it was for, you know, for me when everybody, all of us around the league, when that motorcycle accident happened for Jay, because that, I mean, obviously that immediately impacted you and your situation and what would happen yeah. in the following year. Like, what was that like? in real time, you going through getting a call or hearing however you heard. How did you hear that it happen? It was crazy because myself, him, and Jalen Rose were just in the gym that day. Because, mm -hmm. you know, the Bulls, they want you there at a certain time. After right. I think it was with June 1st. You got to be there pretty much the whole way. So we right. was in the gym that day. And so I remember Jalen Rose said, hey, man, be careful on that bike. And, you know, Jalen's like, I got it. It's all good. So he's like, all right. Later that day, we get the call. And I thought it was fake. Like, I'm like, nah, we just saw him. We was just in the gym. There ain't no way. Right. And at that point, you just worry about his health. You know what I mean? Like, man, is he going to be all right? Like, and he got later on, I think a day or two later, I found like, man, he may not walk again. Like, it was that bad. Right. And that's when I'm like, damn. Like, and you know, like, it went from a competitive thing when he first came, when I first came. Because we were all the same high school class. Exactly. So I knew him. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it went from that to, like, as a friend, our, our relationship really grew, especially when we started playing together. It wasn't competition. Like, I want you to be good. You want me to be good. We're going to be good together. Mm -hmm. Right. And so our friendship was really solid. And so when that happened, it hurt me. I was like, damn, like, man, I felt bad for him. They like, he may not walk again. The Bulls could take his conscience, all that stuff that goes into it. Like, you right. know, when it's fresh off. So I was just, I, I felt really bad for him. And then I was like, man, like now I'm just out here by myself. again. then we drafted Kirk Hyrie and it went from there. But that's one of my, one mystery I've always had, like if me and him could have continued to play together and grow together to see where it would have went because he had game. Jay was yeah, cold. he had game, yeah, man. Y'all definitely, cold, definitely right? was nice, man. Y'all had a young little yeah. squad, like yeah. Tyson Eddie back there. Like, y'all mm -hmm. reminded of us. <laughs> like, just a young squad that was a yeah, lot of potential. For real. You fucked up a lot of people off the dribble. Which mm -hmm. one is one of your favorite ones or one that stick out to you or one of the ones that they always send you every day on Instagram? <laughs> I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I ain't even on Instagram, so I'd be having to get the reports on that. I heard <laughs> I'd be on there a, a little bit. But um, I said I said Ray Allen before because that was Jesus Showsworth. Like, that was he got game. I feel like that was my life coming up in high school. Yeah. And that's one. But if I had to say one now, I would say probably the, the Kirk Heinrich one. And that's probably because I literally made it up on the spot, like yeah. literally on the spot, like literally as I'm coming down, it's what you're going to do, what you're going to do, like boom, go over his head. And that's why you ain't seen it again because I had never practiced it or nothing. So I'm going to go ahead and send the Kirk Heinrich one. Okay. That one was tough because Kirk's a great defender and it was one of my first time, I think maybe my first time back in Chicago after I left too to play. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Kirk Heinrich one on this one. I, it's one It's one that be sticking out to me that, that's real nice because he like Paul, the one with Wesley Matthews. You yank back on her, and then he paused. He looked at the ref, and then he think he for the shoot. He jumped again. He <laughs> stepped one hey, more time. That was that was a perfect counter punch because I knew I was bop, bop, and I knew I'm like, oh, he's gonna come again. I felt it. I'm like, I didn't feel it. <laughs> it was like, like a little he's pause again. I know he is. I and Wesley, I think Wesley's a hard playing dude, no, right? He like, play, yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't gonna give up on no play. So I I, I factor all that in in two <laughs> seconds. He's yeah. a hard playing dude. I feel his body. I look at his body. He's gonna come forward. And so he did it. It was Crazy. like just the perfect punch at the perfect time. This is the serial killer part of him coming out. <laughs> you know That's like, this ain't no, normal, but I hear you. I, I literally processed those four thoughts in two seconds. And yeah. I'm like, oh, he's coming. Now you just got to make the shot. And that yeah. was, yeah, that was, that was, that was tough. That was a tough one.
because he started talking to ref mid-play. So that was, right. that was yeah, mid-play in the middle of the play. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're a person that loved the combinations of dribbling and, and what we witnessing from Kyrie right now yeah. with the combinations that he putting up, the combinations that he putting on everybody. I know you pay attention to the in details of, of that, but the year he having and how he putting these combinations up and coming off with it with a left floater or, or off the one leg, off the backboard. Just tell us what you think about what he's doing and how he's taking the dribble game to a whole nother level by people getting the opportunity to really see another person with the dribbling skills of his caliber. He's an artist. First and foremost, like, he's an artist. He's, he's creating art right now. Like, before, all, he's always had a canvas to paint but he had more responsibility with that canvas. Like, yeah, you have a canvas, but you got this area to kind of do what you do. You got to be a point guard. You got to do this. Now James Harden is a point guard. Kai, just go paint your canvas. So not only, you can see it in his, yeah. his, and we worked out together a couple summers ago. He came up here and we worked out. And you can see it in his thinking. Like, he's he's challenging himself while he's doing stuff. Oh, let me see if this will work. Oh, this would be cool. Oh, you going to do this? Like, He's just a, a, a an artist right now. You're seeing his the most beautiful painting that you may ever see when it comes to skill and and the stuff he's doing. Like it's just it's, it's unbelievable. It's beautiful to watch. And we know he's must see TV, but he's on like some artistic stuff. Nah, right now. Let, he's, he's allowing all of us. to Let see me it. explain this. Like I, I got a chance to peek to have like a little sneak peek into it, right? So you know I do uh, do the Magic games pre halftime, post game broadcast, right? Yeah. So. I'm sitting there one game. This was a couple weeks back. They playing the Knicks, the the team, the Magic playing the Knicks, but they away. Now, you obviously, with all the COVID stuff, we don't travel like we normally would if we were doing all this. So we say, we stay, we do it straight out of the Amway. We at the Amway arena, we sitting up and where we normally do our thing. And at this point, they got us out on a terrace, on a little terrace area. So we sitting at court down and everything, but there's nobody out there. We sitting there, we doing a show, we doing a show. At one point, I turn around, I hear a ball bouncing, right? Turn around, it's Kyrie. They play Brooklyn the next night on the back-to-back. Even though they off in New York, they come home and play Brooklyn and, and Orlando the next night. So I'm like, oh, okay, Kyrie about to come in and get some work, right? So, you know, I finished doing the pregame. I turn around, I say what's up to I didn't matter if I didn't say what's up. I watched him. I'm watching him do his thing. Bruh, crazy. I watched the man for a good, it had to be good five and a half, six minutes real time. Maybe more, probably like 10 minutes or something. He ain't do nothing without a left hand. Everything was like, I'm talking about nothing was a right hand shot. Like, like how everybody saw him shoot like I, I saw him the other day shoot like a crazy left hand banker. I watched him do all of these things for like 10 minutes or so. No, no right hand, nothing. It was all, it was like, cause I remember seeing Steve Nash do some of this stuff when I played with Nash. Now you know how Nash you do that little layout shot in the lane. He would just do stuff like that all the time. Like he part of his practice, he'd be when he getting shots so up, he'd do some little handles to then just lay out with that little shot, do it a different way. And so it was like people might think that's like he don't ever shoot like that again, but he did it. Like I would I watched Kyrie <laughs> spin around floaters, little scoops, little bank shots, like all type of different angles that you might think in a game, like how do you he practicing all type of stuff, bro. I'm talking about hitting, spinning it off the board. It's crazy. That was just the left-hand portion. Yeah, I'm telling you, we when we played, and we was always, he came up here for like three weeks to a month, and we were always on opposite team. And I'm telling y'all, like, he would do something, and I'd be like, ooh, that was that was video game-ish, right? Then I would come down and do something, he looked like, ooh, that was... Right. And so it's like when you got two dope rappers in a cypher on the same song. Right. And they just going at it. They 
it's the game within the game. Mm-hmm. When you said that, okay, I'm going to say this. And we were just going, you got to think there's no coaches now. So we got the same freedom, everything. Like we just going at it. If we ever had taped that, it was some of the most like beautiful basketball to play and be a part of. I had Bill Russell come watch Mr. Bill Russell. Zach Levine was in those runs, DeJounte Murray. But it, we were, me and Kyle were always on opposite teams and just going at it. Like it was dope. That's, what, that's that iron sharpening iron, man. Yeah, just just to, absolutely. to see it and and get that down. That stuff that stick with you forever. Like when you get that forever. good hoop like that. I want to talk about something that I know we can talk hours about, but we ain't going to go that long. I want to talk about you and I's New York Knicks era. I tell people all the time, Dude. listen, I tell people all the time, shout out Ben Lyons. He going to be focused in on this. This one. my man, one of the <laughs> biggest Knicks fans ever. I tell them all the time, we could, it's so many different of us that we could write whole books. New York Times, number one bestsellers without a shadow of a a doubt. We could have a movie just on any one of the years you want to put up. (laughs) We could just focus on that year and do a series, bro. Like, it's, it was so many stories. Has that ever been, I know for me, I can't, I can't look at my career and say, I have a crazier capsule than my time with the Knicks. No. If you look no. from start to finish, your time with the Knicks, no. has there been a crazier? And I mean, no. I'm not, I don't mean when I, uh, Knicks fans, when I say I don't mean that in a bad way, I mean it just in every which oh, way it's crazy. Like no, I got it. so much love for New York in the, in the time, like my best homeboys and everything. Like people think it's worse than it is because we was losing, but like you, you, you can, you can attest that we was all solid. We had a great, Time. <laughs> we had a great time. Oh, we had a great time. Too. In my 20 years in the NBA, in that five-year span with New York, bro, it's not even close. Like, it was, bro, do you remember the time when we lost a game we should have won and Isaiah was walking home in the snow from the airport? Hey, listen. <laughs> hey, listen. Because we can't, oh. Hey, look. This is what I remember. This is a funny, this, you know, Nate, Nate always at the center of something happening funny. Cause Nate, you know, we all, you know how it is. Like, so we definitely then at this point, we the bad news bears, my boy. You know how they say a, a bad team going to find a way to lose. We found a way to lose yep. some game. We weren't supposed to lose. And you know, Zeke was one of them people, man. He didn't lose and wasn't what, like, he ain't built that way. And like, he would be like, you know, I could see myself like him a lot of the time. You know how I used to be. We lose some. Oh, you'd be Zeke high. was so hot. Zeke was one of the people like, better not be a pin drop on the bus plane, none of that. When we do something like that, better not be one smile or crack a joke or a laugh or none of that. No none music, that. none of that. Zeke out none the plane. That. You know, everybody got the plane. Coach at the front. Zeke out the plane. He just bolted. <laughs> I ain't even peeping at first. <laughs> we leaving. up with Nate Rob. Hit him like, hey, hey, bitch, y'all, uh, I seen Zeke walking like I pulled over, asked me want to ride. He just looked at me. I just pulled up slow. <laughs> hey, Q, he was walking so slow. He had, like his, he, had his suit jacket collar pulled up, remember? Oh, my God. And then I remember the next day he came to practice, and it looked like he hadn't slept from the night before, bro. It looked like he brushed his hair backwards. Like, he was just – I said, man, my, Zeke is going through. It looked like he brushed his hair backwards on purpose just to show y'all, to show all of us he wasn't playing. And he was talking like this. Three on two, two on one. Like I can't even look at y'all. Y'all disgust me. <laughs> it was, <laughs> and that's why he was, I wore number eleven because of Zeke. I love Zeke man. too. Yeah, but boy, he got his message across them two days. I couldn't. I'm like, man, straight up, Zeke ain't playing with no losing. We better win this next game. 
I wanted to ask you about like your coaches. Like, you know, you played 20 years and you've been on teams and you like, man, I didn't get a chance to make the playoffs. So I felt you when you was like, man, it took me this many Thank years <laughs> to finally get to the playoffs. But like your coaches, all the coaches over here, which was that one coach that you felt like he knew you? It was yeah. different. Like he got how you was and what type of player and what you were trying yeah. to bring to this game. Which was coach was that? I would say Mike Woodson. I would say Herb Williams. I would say obviously Doc Rivers and Isaiah, of course. Those four. What I found out about myself is going through all those coaches was I enjoyed playing for people that actually played at this level before. Because mm -hmm. they know you can go through missing five shots in a row. Oh, it's all right. You know, they know they're not going to hold your weaknesses because we all got weaknesses. They're not going to hold your weaknesses against you. They, but they're going to uplift your strengths, yeah. right? And so for me, Isaiah, Mike Woodson, Doc, they were like, they really understood me. And I enjoyed playing for Larry Brown once I figured him out. You know what I mean? Like, he's probably the best teacher that we had. Like, it, it, don't, it don't feel like that at first. You'd be frustrated, like, man, I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it. But by the end, he's like, damn, he taught me a lot. Well, I tell people you know that I mean? all the time. That like, you know, people oh, yeah. ask, like, what was that? I'm like, yo, I love Coach Brown to death. And like you said, once once you figure him out and he figured out he was one of the realists, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it was yeah. it, it was it was definitely a little a little learning curve we had to go through with him. But like for sure, for sure, Absolutely. LB was LB was a goat. And like you say, when you talk about Zeke, bro, I think I just said this the other day, the amount we were sitting back there talking and stuff. I was talking about Eddie, but it's go the same thing for him. Like Eddie and Maul, bro, like at that point, I hadn't really seen no coach put that type of, like, watch them instill confidence into individual players. Man. You remember how I was telling like, you remember how when we first, that first year, when Eddie became dominant, how that was Zeke's first thing when he took over as the head coach. He let it be known. The ball goes into Vegas. It stays in Vegas. Eddie and Zach are Vegas. And this was before it Zach came. This was when, like, you remember, oh, yeah. he, oh, yeah. he had first, that yeah. one stretch where he went 20, 25-something games with straight getting 20 and whatever he was doing, like, Eddie was dominant, bro. He had Eddie mind where he was out of there. Now, I got hurt when Zebo came just because of that dynamic. Yeah. And it was nothing between them. It was just the way they played. It's nah, just, it's just the, the dynamic. Way but that that first season, bro, and I'm talking about you, like, bro, be games like this. And you remember what I'm about to say when I say this, bro. We watching film or something. And we about, play, we about to play Kobe, right? And they showing this and like, you know, Zeke standing up at the board and Zeke say, yeah, yeah. You know, I ain't never told this story. He said, look, you know I'm about to go. He say, look, he say, Kobe going crazy. Right? Like, he like, look, yeah, look, that, you see this motherfucker going crazy. Like, they, they, he going crazy. And he go to the next clip and he got them all on next. He say, we got one too. He could go <laughs> he crazy. I said, miles. look, the whole room. So I said, <laughs> somebody was like, hold on, he's just playing them all to Kobe. I was like, yes, he did. I was like, yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he said. And we That's got exactly one too. I said, oh, I say, boy, you know how that feels, how that man who's saying that to you? Straight up. I say, boy, man. I'm going out there after that. It was curtain. He said, That's Kobe. He said, We got our own. He said, he We said, got so one too. He said he he ain't got the green light. He got the fluorescent, fluorescent. green light. Like, <laughs> what you want? He said that. I'm like, what? He said that in front of the whole team, bro. Hey, that's 15 years breaking news right there. I ain't never said that. Straight that's up. exactly what he said. I ain't really know who he is, man. Hey, you know, you know what kind of confidence they give a player? Like, y'all know when he yeah. said something like that? 
Like, man, what? And it was Zeke saying, Jump through a big wall for him. Like, he did it. Any coach tell you that you out here, but like, that was Zeke, though. Like, that's Zeke's. I'm wearing my number because of him. He's saying this. Like, come on, man. That 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 changed. That was like, man. Dima, if you could have been in a room that day, some people like, man, what? I'm telling you. And he stood firm. He stood firm. Don't look at me crazy. We got one too. Circled it around with the little (laughs) Shout out Zeke, man. I feel like the Sixth Man of the Year award should be praised. It should be something that's a outstanding award, like because it, it means something to teams to have a Sixth Man that can, right. can do things. And I think before the early the earlier days, they weren't big on like who. Oh yeah, you want six man. That's that's you want six man. But you made six man popular. You made six man. I feel like you made six man where a person like man, that's a that's a big accomplishment to win this and to get on a team where you contributing off the bench on the winning team. And this is a team sport. So how do you feel to, to see people like Lou Will and and see all these other guys that's really excited and want to win that six-man of the year award yeah. and want to get it? I, I, like I say, I can't remember it being so popular until you start racking them on up. Yeah, it, to be honest with you, D-Miles, like, I never, I never come off the bench consistently where, like, where I was a sixth man, but I got to a point where I was tired of losing. And then from there, I'm like, man, I'll do whatever it takes. And so I had to trick myself mentally. Like, okay, pick up in the summer. I ain't going to be on the first game. I'm going to come on the next game. You know what I mean? And then I, and the game started. I'm like, okay, you know what? You ain't a scrub. Now you Superman. You come and save the day. Let them do their thing. You'll come save the day. And so for that to kind of catapult to what it is now is unbelievable because in our community, at least, like I've seen the Jason Terry's, I've seen the Ginobili's, I've seen Ricky Pierce, Della Shred, Microwave. I saw all those guys, mm-hmm. but I didn't get the feeling Bobby Jack. that Bobby Jack, shout out Bobby Jack, even Ben Gordon, but I didn't get the feeling that our culture accepted. It's Except kids, especially yeah. I mean, kids, right? I, I see kids all the time, bro, in camps and in tournaments, and they like, man, I want to be a six man because you, Tyler Johnson, yeah. was the best player in the state at the time. I said, man, I was the best player in the state and I wanted to come off the bench because you did. You know what I'm saying? Like, so for it to connect to our culture like that, i never seen them like that come my way when I decided I was going to be the sixth man. So it's an honor because, like you said, it's an important, it's a team sport. Yeah. But to make it cool, we're like, no, nah, I'm the sixth man. You know, Maul did it, I'll do it too. Like, that's that's pretty dope. Yeah, that, that definitely is. I always want, like I say, I was I was happy as you. I, I hope they put your name on the award because you right definitely up. deserve right it. Right right to, see, to see a Lou Will doing his thing, right? Yeah. To see Jordan Clark. Jordan Clarkson, who I hope wins it this That's year, a lot. Thing. Like, That's a lot. Yeah, like it's just gonna keep and going. Just, just, said, just seeing the guy just comfortable in that role. Like, yeah, you can yeah. go to it. It's a team out there that you can probably start on or be a starter on. Right. But what's so wrong with just sacrificing for team and coming off the bench and being a force and being on a good team and trying to win a nice chip? And you know, it that's ain't what that guys what it's about doing. for us. Right, like yeah. for me to pass the baton to Luke, then Luke passed to Jordan Clarkson. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's what it's supposed to be when you run a race. And you a team sport. I, I ran my part. Now, now I'm passing the baton to you. Take it mm-hmm. further. That's what it's yeah. about. I want to talk about Rucker Park. Ooh, we. You won the worldwide ballers. Like that's one of the things I loved about Kevin Durant. Like you know when he yeah. went on that world tour of all them parks Everywhere. and like yeah. when it was on strike. I was like, that's, that's the culture. That's what real hoop yeah. about. And I remember you. You know, going and play with the Sean Carter song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like. How was that for you to experience that Rucker Park with the crowd and stuff? Let me tell you how the backstory to that. So I get a, I don't ever answer. I don't even talk on the phone much, but I don't ever answer unavailable calls, right? 
And so I get an unavailable. I said, I don't know why. I'm like, Let me pick this up. It's Jay-Z on the phone. He like, man, you got to come to Rucker and play. And at the time, I'm still nervous. It's like, Rucker, like, but I, it's Jay. I'm like, I can tell him no. So I'm like, all right. He's like, but we can't lose. We cannot lose. I'm like, all right. All right, I'm coming. I said, can I bring my big fella with me? He said, yeah, bring him. So I call Eddie Curry. I'm like, EC, you got to come to Rucker, bro. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, man, they, we'll be out there every week. They'll fly us out there, everything. They'll put us up. It's going to be good. He's like, all right. So I go out there. I, I'm nervous. Rest in peace, franchise. You guys heard the song. Mm. My homie fit, my homie Strick told me, uh, dude, finish your breakfast. So Strick's on the bus on the way over there. We're going to Rucker. He's trying to, yeah, it's going to be, you playing the NBA, but I'm telling you, you get out here, it's going to be something. You gonna... So the first game, I do my thing, and I throw off the backboard and go dunk, and I throw off the rock afterwards. And they like, oh, you one of us. And bro, D-Miles and Q, when I tell you, it was so addicting. I was only supposed to go play once. <laughs> and we start going out there every single uh-huh. week. The whole like, summer. Was like, oh, the whole summer. I'm like, oh, it's, it was a rush. It was a high. Because it's like the essence of the game. And you know, I'm out there. The first, I'm like, man, what's my nickname coming? I want the nickname. At the time, the nickname was in. Right. So I'm like, I started hitting, making buckets. They're like, all right, True Essence does it. I'm like, okay, I'll do something else. True Essence. I'm like, oh, True Essence. Okay. It fit me because as much as I love the game, and that's like the true essence of the sport, the black top. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, think about it. Our first trainers, us, was an old dude on the court. Like, nah, man, you, you got to cut. Right. You got to play. D. You got to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's how we learned to play basketball. We didn't have trainers and access to it. And so for them to nickname me True Essence, it just fit. And there was nothing like playing a record. There was some days I was more nervous playing that than the NBA games. For real. I mean, when I played with Murder Inc., shout out, shout out Chris yeah. Gotti now. You know what I'm saying? They, they, shout they, out Gotti. So when I was supposed to play at the actual Rucker, it got rained in. We went to the Gaucho. So, okay, you went inside. Yeah, okay. we played inside. So, you know, you know, me, my game wasn't like that. Bop, 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 bop. I'm about I'm going to go get 40, though. I'm going to get this 40. I'm going to get this 40. I'm going to get 20 rebounds, tip-ins, put-backs, dunks, yep. all of this. I'm going to hit some three. Yeah, I, I got, we won. I got my buckets, and we do the hell we supposed to do. Now, I ain't got no nickname and all that show time because that wasn't my game, but you believe. But I, I didn't get the nickname the first time. I had to keep going back to get the yeah, nickname. See, I only, so yeah, I only you, went you once. Yeah, right. I only went once. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was crazy, though. I didn't get a chance. Every time I went, it was never raining. It was, it was like a routine, right? So it was like, we would come in. We'd meet at the studio. It was Baseline Studio at the time. Mm-hmm. We'd all go on the SDR Carter bus. Boom. Go to the game. Shower, boom, boom. Meet up at 40-40 after. It was always the same routine, mm-hmm. like every single time. So the game with a blackout, the one we couldn't play, Jay had a stack with him. EC would tell you, it was me, EC, LeBron, all his boys, Sebastian. This is the game. Jay and Fat Joe about to bet. Jay was excited about it. He said, and the game was at like six o'clock. Right. He was like, man, I rolled past the rucker at two o'clock. There was already 10,000 people out there. Like, this was a game. It'd be like the Nets and Lakers this right. year. Like, everybody knew these I were remember the blackout. Right. I opposed the flu out there. LeBron called me to fly out there, and I couldn't fly, See? and they blacked out. <laughs> they blacked out. And so, this is New York City, right? We ain't thinking of blackouts. A whole blackout. They made me a blackout in the whole city for 30 seconds. <laughs> they ain't for like hours, right? Yeah. And so, I remember Jay had a block of money. We all made it 40 40. We didn't know what we was going to do. And I remember he left the money somewhere. He left it. They had to have somebody go back and get it because he was going on vacation the next day, him and Beyonce. Literally the next day, he was like, win or lose, I'm leaving the next day. And so when the blackout happened, they tried to reschedule it, but he was gone. Like, he was out. Yeah. You know, so it couldn't happen. And then it just lost the energy. It started, let's go inside yeah, the car. Yeah, it never happened. The, yeah. yeah. It never happened. It, it probably wasn't meant to happen because that would have been the craziest outdoor game ever. Right. Up. 
you had a lot of teammates. If you had, yeah. the, if you could have picked four teammates that you played with to go to war with to be your five, who would them other four players be? I'm going with Q. I'm going with Stack Jack. I'm going with Matt Barnes. <laughs> Ooh, man, you got me going all the way in the archives. I'm going back to right now. My mind's in Chicago and I'm going to New York. Man, <laughs> is it by position? No, I'll just listen. Yeah, you had four of the players okay. to go with. Who you go? Make it five. Nate, CP, Nate, Nate, CP, Q, Matt, and Stack. I'm coaching. Them five. <laughs> oh, I got to have Oak. I'm tripping. I got to have Oak. Oh, too. yeah. That's general right there. Yeah, I got to have Oak, too. Hey, tell me this. How was it when you, you know, you went through that little brief stretch in Golden State? That was brief, even though you dropped a 50 burger while you was there. It was still brief. How was it when you got to uh to Atlanta? Because I felt like that was a team where it was like you kind of found a home for a few years. And it one I can't remember exactly which year, but I know y'all put me and the, the Magic out the one year. I was the second year. The second year, okay. It was dope, Q. Because I'm gonna be honest with you, that was the first time like I had been around that many people that looked like us, like having jobs and stuff that they were doing. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Like being in the South, you know, the whole town like this, but the whole town's like that. And, and so that was dope. And then that was the first time I'm coming off the bench, right? And now it's the first winning team I'm on. So now right. I'm starting to see, like, okay, you can start on your role and still get love. Like, still get Gucci Mane to meet you in a song or still meet with the, the, yeah, the people right. leaders of the city. Like, man, what you want to do? You as high as the city and everybody. I'm like, man, because you got to think. Like, Joe Johnson, cold, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bibby, cold, right? Josh was cold, but he was more on the dunk tip. Al Horford was just solid. Marvin, same thing. They was good, but just solid. So I brought a little different flavor to it mm-hmm. with the handle stuff. You know what I mean? On that side of right. it. So it was a nice element to add to what they already had. They was already a playoff team. They was already nice. But I brought a little flavor to it. And the fans really took to that. You know, the city took to that. And so to be there and be on a winning team and now be noticed nationally because, you know, it is when you win, you could do less but get noticed more, yeah. right? Because you're always on TV. And so it was dope. And I had a lot of big moments, game winning shots and the playoffs and all that stuff on TV. And yeah, so it was dope. It was dope to be like in that culture. I want to ask you, when was the first time you met MJ? And 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 tell us about when MJ was coming to Chicago working out and stuff, and he was trying to come back for the Wizards and you was going to to, to, yeah, we to was, help we him was in the building. get in shape. You was helping yeah, the old man get there. in shape, you know? <laughs> so so in the draft process, my dad, my dad played at Oregon. He played with Kevin Love's dad. And he was like, man, MJ likes your game. I'm like, man, yeah, right. We have, this ain't no social media. You don't know Michael Jordan. What you mean, like my game, right? So we we going through that. Fast forward, I get drafted. I go to the Bulls. And TG, who y'all was training with, and I know, he hit me one morning, like 6 in the morning. He's like, yo, MJ said you could meet him. I'm like, what? Man, I get down downtown <laughs> by 645. Where he's at. I, I, I get down there quick, right? So I get up there. I go to Hoops. It's myself, Tim, and MJ. It's just us three in the weight room. And I'll never forget it. MJ's doing, like, defensive slides. Why does he have them, like, them booty, uh, them footies on? Oh, and he's slide. doing defensive oh, on the, slides. On the right. slide board thing. The the slide slide yeah, he's doing a slide board. And I'm trying not to talk too much. I'm in awe. This is, like, my end-all, be-all, like, We'll never see another Michael Jordan. We can get into that later. But so this like my my everything. I'm looking at him. He looked like he got a glow around him, first off. So I'm like, man, this dude ain't even real. What he got you that mean? glow. <laughs> this, this ain't even real. So I'm, damn. So I'm just sitting there and I'm trying not to talk too much because he's working out. So 
I'm just following suit as he talks and I'll talk back, but you know, he's in his workout. <laughs> and so, uh, and so he was like, yeah, he said, you know, this is Jordan talking. He's like, yeah, um, this summer, you know, I'm gonna be playing more. I, you know, I would like to, you know, have you come down and work out and stuff. I'm like, yeah. So boom, I'll leave there like 7:45. We play that day. Matter of fact, we had like a 10 a.m. shoot around. I call everybody back home on the way, but you remember in Seattle, it's only 5:45, right. so ain't nobody up. So I go back and tell AJ, God, I just met MJ. They like what? Boom! Fast forward to that summer. Now he's coming back. I'm at hoops every day. We hoop. We get it in. We playing. At first, we weren't playing on the same team. Then we started playing on the same. We never lost, bro, ever. And I don't mean like we won five one day and somebody else won four and somebody else won three. Like we didn't lose a single game. And it just showed his greatness. I remember one time I had the ball and I threw a full court. And I was like, damn, I threw that too far. Man, this man jumped up. He's 40 years old. He jumped up and grabbed it like a baseball mitt. Never touched it with his left hand. Took one dribble and dunked. I said, what? Like, my man, I couldn't do that at 20. Like, what, what are you doing that for? You already know them right? hands was so, cheat code. It was cheat code. So with that, I started going to his house. You know what I mean? Like, we just became tight. Like, when I tore my ACL, he got me the doctor. Yeah. He told me about the doctor to go to in Alabama, yeah. and he knew that person from when he was down there playing baseball. So I remember calling him the night before my surgery. I was nervous, and he just took care of me and took a liking to me. And then yeah. when he did the Jordan commercial, 39 verse 23, he picked me to be play the younger him. Yeah. We had the same kind of body type, you know what I mean? Just I was like, man, this is a dream, bro. It's a dream. It still don't feel real to me, y'all, to be honest with you. Straight like up. that, Like we was with Michael Jordan. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Well, I tell people that all February, the time. February 17th, you know, 1963. You know, he's he's about my first name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, we was with the GOAT. Let me, let me ask y'all that. Like, how does it feel to see, you know, where it's come from? To know that y'all, Derek Anderson, Bibby, like, y'all was on the, the beginning front line of that. Like, how does that feel to see the growth? And I'm sure you could have predicted it because it was Jordan. But how, how do you feel? You know, like, I couldn't like have predicted looking at something it. that you kind of helped start. I couldn't have predicted it. I mean, I mean, obviously, you know. If this is MJ, he ain't going to lose. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't see that, right. you know what I'm saying, in sight. But it's like, man, just to see how he's kept it going and it's gotten bigger and bigger. And then, you know, to have guys like Russell Westbrook, Blake, you know, uh, CP, Melo, to, to, to now right. when you got the Zions and the Tatums and these and boys Lucas. and Luca, yeah. like, like, man, it's crazy. It's, it's like. Yeah, it's big to to be a part of his journey. Like we're a part of the goat journey. Like people know us, but we're like, man, I remember when y'all hoop, y'all used to wear the mics and and stuff for a phone. It's like just being a part of his story, that journey, that whole crew, and seeing these young guys now. You know, like Tatum, like man, I used to see he called me Black D. I used to see Black D with right. the J's on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like when he was a young boy, you know, coming right. up under us. So. Louis, just to see yeah. these next generations, man, just seeing it and, and still be affiliated with it. Yeah. Boy, you affiliated That's with the goal. Link. That's like with me and S. Carter, like I'll be forever linked with that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no matter yeah. what. I remember when we were with the Knicks, I used to know this man all the time. This man had literally any and every type of color you could think of. When I went to Reebok, I had them S. Dots. The S. Dots and the G units. I used to rock them. <laughs> hey, D. Miles, D. Miles, if you came to my apartment in New York, I promise you, when you walked in, it looked like a footlocker. I had every no hundreds told. of pair of S. Dots that were never coming out. I still like, got S. Dots. I still got S. Yeah, and it was Hold like on, never coming out that, that, like, just looked like a footlocker. 
may wear it once, may not wear it all. Like, you know what I mean? Nah. That just was there. Hey, tell me this, though, bro. Tell me this. How was it when you got to the Clippers and you out there with that group of dudes? And, like, not only that, like, you in L.A., L.A., a beautiful, great city to be in. But then you got the experience of L.A. that we didn't never really get to experience because at yep. this point, this was one of the rare times in the history of basketball that even though – you know, there's no competition when it comes to the championships and yada, yada, yada. At that point, popularity-wise, it could be argued that y'all, were, y'all were more popular than the Lakers. Y'all we were winning it. more because the Lakers was down. Yep. And so how was that, to be a part of that yeah. Clipper Nation and a part of that team and that impactful? Bro, it was it was unbelievable because, like you said, at the time, the Lakers are who they are. And ain't no change Never in history, ain't changing that. And as long as Kobe was putting on a uniform, the Lakers was going to be the Lakers, right? But at a time, we had a, we carved out a space where it wasn't just all Lakers. It was like, no, nah, I'm rocking with the Clippers now. Yep. You know what I mean? And we were good. And we was beating them a lot. Like, for real, for real. Mm-hmm. Like, we was beating them a lot. And I'm sure they beat us. But if we played 15, 16 times in that four-year span, I bet you we won 95% of the game. It may be us once or twice. But it like we was winning. It, it gave our fans something to kind of stick their chest out and be proud about. I was a fan. I honestly, even think, though I was sitting in the yeah, league, I, I was proud as a former clip for the season. Yeah. yeah, and y'all laid the blueprint. But I honestly think that, to be honest, I think that Lob City team should have made it to at least two finals. Definitely, it takes Agreed. a little luck to win it. So I don't know if we'd have won it, but we should have at least made it to two of them finals. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's one of the most talented teams that's never won, never won, and never won and been to the finals because we had everything. We was loaded. Yeah. Like loaded. Yeah, y'all had squad, man. People forget that before Golden State went on a run to win them championships, we was the the last team to put them out the playoffs. Y'all was the team. Y'all was the team to beat. Yeah, and then we put put the defending champion Spurs out the playoffs the the next Mm -hmm. year. Where do you think you got your – because I don't need to ask. I know you superstitious. Where do you think that came from (laughs) with everything like like – let me tell you how superstitious this man is, y'all. Like, I told you a story about the rubber bands and all that. He do everything, and if one thing don't be right, you know, like, you're watching me like this, man. I, you know me. Bro. I see everything with everybody. I'm, I got peripherals now. I know. I, but, like, this man was this superstitious. I was just sitting there like, so one time, I don't remember exactly what he did. He hurt his shoulder somehow, right? So, Ant, yep. the great Ant Gordon, he made, like, a little... He made some type of little yeah. pad with like a circle in the middle. It was like the most obnoxious, craziest look, but it was keeping him like when he was hurt, it kept it protected so he wouldn't get hit and it wouldn't hurt again. Malden lost his mind in one of them games while he had this thing on. It, now, now, now the off. injury long gone. The injury long gone, D-Mile. He still got it. Still he got still it. getting the tape <laughs> and the pad put on. I'm talking about a cool month later. I'm like, man, ain't nothing wrong with this man no more. <laughs> Hey, Where did that hey, type of superstitions come from, bro? It got to the point, Mr. Dolan, I heard it got back to Mr. Dolan. Like, he has to take it off. Like, he's he has to take it off now. He It's making me think something's wrong. Tell him to take it off. <laughs> and so I had wow. to finally get rid of it. Yeah, I had to get rid of it. But when I was a kid, bro, like I talked about, I was in the backyard a lot. Like, my imagination just run wild. So I would be in the backyard. I was a kid. I would count down three, two, one. Oh, make this shot. You're going to Michigan. Right. Ooh, make this shot. You're going to NBA. I'm a I'm fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth grade, just dreaming. So this ain't really supposed to happen, right? Make this shot, you're going to Michigan. Make this shot, you're going to NBA. I'm in eighth grade, bro. You know what I mean? There's millions upon millions of kids doing that same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when it worked out for me, I'm like, damn, I really went to Michigan. <laughs> man, I made it to the NBA. Oh, man, I'm when, when something tells me to do something, and it's that's it. 
they ain't, hey, it's a non-negotiable. <laughs> so if it's the shoulder pad and I get hot, that shoulder pad ain't going nowhere. It's supposed to, it's my lucky color. Let me ask you, so, so what did you eat before the game? Same shit. <laughs> what I, I eat, That man had steak and potatoes. <laughs> Every game. Hey, I, I read a long time ago that Michael Jordan did that. He ate steak and steak potatoes, bro. I see him. I'm like, <laughs> man, they... hey, to the point, to the point, if we was on the road, I would order it. If the bus was at 4 30, I would order it to get delivered to the front desk and to go container at 4 15. I'm walking on the bus and <laughs> so be down. <laughs> My little bag. Yep. All right, so we are part of the hip hop culture. This the music man. A... Nah, this the music man. When you talk about music, this so, his life is about like as much as it is about basketball, you could draw a parallel yep. line and music goes right there. What was that CD or that song that you had to listen to? Damn near before every game that gets you in the mode. Jay Z, what going out there to yeah. do the thing? He already Jay-Z know. What? So for me, I always this is how I looked at it. Right, the most fun you have is when you're in high school playing. You dominant. It's still pure. You can put on a show and go play with, hang out with your friends, and do whatever you do. Right, and so I always try to put myself in that mindset before the game. So I would play songs out playing high school before games. So whether it be old Jay Z. Tupac, Biggie, Nas, whatever it be, it would be something I listened to him before the high school game. Cause I wanted to get in that mindset where I was free, where I was not thinking, where it wasn't like a coach could take me out of my zone or a teammate, none of that. Like I just wanted to be in that zone. And so I put myself in that zone before every single game I ever played. It was a high school song that I listened to then that was playing in my headphones. But it was mainly Jay-Z, Outkast, Tupac. Biggie, nah. Yeah, this the music, man. You can't catch it with our headphones. Yeah. I took it, I took it, I always took it back to that 96, 97, 98. Look, 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 Ma, not yeah. everybody. It's how far we go back, though. Like, I could, like, me and Ma was teammates when we was, when you were still walking on the plane with your CD disc, man, with your Walkman. Yeah, we go all And the way we back. transitioned it to the iPods. That's when I started loading up his iPods with the fly music and all the teammates, but like, Yep. But, like, we yep. came from that era where we still was doing CDs and LimeWire and all that stuff. And then... LimeWire. You, you feel line me, wire, bro? Whatever. We dating our yeah. That's how we was moving. Yeah. Like, the other thing I wanted to ask you, man, which is something that I thought it was dope. I, and I can remember sitting at home watching when it happened. Like, how did it feel for you, like, somebody who's, a, like you say, you a basketball purist, you a historian, you all of that with the game. When you do things like pass Reggie Miller, you know what I'm saying, for the most four-point plays in the history yeah. of the game, like how – and like you said, this is something that you were ridiculed about, like creating off the dribble, shooting threes and doing those yeah. things. But, like, that's also a testament to your, you know, your will to stick with it and continue to do your thing. Like, how did that feel to to get to that point where it's like, dog, this – you 98, you the same, we the same age, so I know. You being an MJ fan, y'all know what Reggie meant to you and how he meant to all of us yeah. looking up. And for you to think, like, never in a million years, like, yeah, one day, you know, we all dream to make the league, make this. You didn't dream I'm going to pass Reggie Miller record one day. No, no. Like, that's, to be honest with you, when I could really sit back and really sit back and, and detach myself and separate from it, it's going to hit me. Like, man, like, even hearing y'all say, man, we was at Alonzo Morning's house. Like, damn, y'all was at his house? Like, I remember watching Zoe on Inside Stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, jams of the week and, and jam session and all that. Like, just him, that, him, him hitting the game with a shot at the top of the key when he took that pause in the playoffs, yeah. right, with the mm-hmm. double armbands. Like, mm-hmm. so for me, it's like Reggie Miller, like, seeing him score eight points in eight seconds right. in, in New York and one of the greatest shooters ever. Like, 
the choke. That stuff, man, I'm not jaded. Like, I'm not jaded, bro. I'm not one of these dudes who, like, yeah, it's all about me. We made it. Look what I'm doing. Like, ah, like, bro, that's Reggie Miller. Right. Like, we're already in the 1% by playing the yes. game, right? There's only been 5,000 players in history. Yeah. And when you're doing something positive with the 1% of the 1%, and you leave your mark on this game, man, it's like a, it's a blessing. It's a dream. Something like that I didn't even dream about, to be honest right with you. Right. Like, who would have guessed I would have? Broke some of Reggie Miller's records, or you know, like come on, bro, Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller. You know what I mean? So I'm just thankful and blessed and humbled by it, for real, for real. Like on some real, real, real talk. I want to salute you, my boy. Like you know how we go back, like four flats, man. I done watched everything, man. I feel like you for real, one of them ones that you know when things get said and done, you gonna go down as somebody who made it cool to be a six man, who made it acceptable. You know, obviously you weren't the first, you won't be the last, and you didn't start it. But I mean. It's a real bookmark and a benchmark for me to watch what you did and to know the game you possess and to know that you was able to humble yourself and say, I'm going to do this for the team and I'm going to do this for this and that. But at the same time, still be able to find yourself and be a champion in that role and do all that you was able to do, man. You show, you give people hope. If anybody looked at what you did and really looked at it and say, man, I can go to Chicago camp and kill and make it. And they can. So, I mean, you give the underdogs and all these other different people, dog, you, you're a representation of like, we could do that. You one of them it. ones, no matter what. Nobody say they can't talk about the game of basketball, period, without talking about Maul Crawford somewhere up in there. You done solidified, yeah. stamped, and approved that. That's good. Just to do it the way you did it, it's, it's never be done like that again. And, and man, I definitely I respect that, bro. Like, and I, I promise to God, I hope, like, y'all see, when y'all see me, y'all see y'all. Like, yeah, y'all good, push yeah. me, y'all fuel me, y'all fuel the whole class. Like, y'all, I'm telling y'all. If I wasn't even on the show, and they was like, hey, who was the top dog? I'm like, oh, the knuckleheads, Q and three miles. You serious? Like, they, y'all inspired us, bro. You made me wide-eyed, man. I, I I really appreciate y'all. And like like I said, hopefully when y'all see me, you see y'all, because we all are tied together. And I appreciate right y'all. And I couldn't wait to come on the show. I got to shout out Rob Harris and Dave Hudson. They was like, man, when are you going on the knuckleheads? I'm like, man, I don't, whenever they want me, I'm here. So I appreciate y'all. <laughs> I've been wanting to come on the show for, for the whole time. So y'all back and I appreciate it. Thank you guys so, so, so much. Oh, man, you know he's coming, bro. <laughs>We want to thank y'all for your continued support of the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give us two taps by writing a review and rating five stars wherever you get your podcast. And make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can also find all the episodes on the Players Tribune YouTube page. Follow us on social media at Knuckleheads Podcast and join our Knuckleheads Facebook group for exclusive content. Thanks again to all of our guests and fans. This wouldn't be possible without y'all. The Players Tribune.com